0: Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit
1: subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuelfamily. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at danivega.ms, at Fat Fuel Mom, and at Fat Fuel Kids and Fat Fuel Family on YouTube. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I'm joined by my, um, what do you call the, the type of people who do your nails? What are the esthetician? My esthetician wife,
1: nail lady. I don't the know the nail lady. The nail lady <laughs> literally filing
2: her nails on. We're recording our second podcast now. um are you process. done with your nails. No, it's
1: a process. So first, I had to take off the other one, and so then when now we're recording podcasts podcast.
2: You take off the I nail. And doesn't first this one?
1: make perfect sense for me to do this right now, though?
2: Oh, absolutely, it does.
1: It's so it takes so long that I you know we should a perfect just stay in this, in this here.
2: room longer and just not record podcasts and just have conversations.
1: Yeah, I know. That we way, we can just have
2: an actual conversation. Uh, but you know what? We have a guest and we don't want to waste his time. So I want to bring him, uh, introduce him first. This week's guest is a personal trainer, author, filmmaker, and all around hilarious guy. Tony Hale has been in the fitness business for over two decades, catering to the entertainment industry. He spent most of those years in LA and he's now our Floridian neighbor. His specialty is working with the person's specific body chemistry in order to put together the best workout and nutrition plan. He specializes in educating clients on weight loss, type 2 diabetes, cravings, insomnia, constipation anxiety, IBS, depression, cramps, high cholesterol. Oh yeah, cramps is another one. Um, high blood pressure, low energy, allergies, asthma, headaches, bloating, chronic pain, and more. And today we're going to talk about digestion and then some other related topics. And we're excited to have him on. Welcome to the show, Tony Hale. What's up, man?
0: Hey, hey, thank you. What a great introduction. I, I can't wait to hear what I have to say. <laughs> that was really, really nice. I love and it. I really, I feel great that Maura is doing her nails because as we're doing this interview, I'm doing a bikini wax. So are I'm you taking care of? How you, you got to a multitask. We yeah, right. so yeah. At
1: once. So we're just I so scream, busy, you know. If then I we'll yell, know why. we you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. we'll know well, why. Well,
2: hopefully, it's like well timed after I said something, so I, it makes me feel like I'm like I'm saying something profound.
0: Like you're just <laughs> powerfully like what an interviewer this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> questions. This guy just riddles off.
1: So, no, how are, are you guys doing? Are you guys all settled? I know the last yeah. time we saw you, you were like. Oh wait,
2: he was moving again.
1: He was getting off the cruise and moving. No,
2: no, no, but he's. Oh, moved. you're
1: moving he's, again? Yeah, he moved. Wait, again. what's going yeah. on? Okay, it was explain. so
0: much insane, Mauda. You missed the whole thing. So I did. We, we we moved like in the middle of the cruise. Like we were, yeah, the I packing, remember. And then we went on the cruise with you guys and hung out. And then we got back to LA, and like the next day, we're packing up everything to leave. And Go all the way across the country. So we get there, and of course, you know, you unpack for like a month. Yeah, it's of course, so it's stupid. so like, where much. Just go. Why do we even still have? What is a cheese straightener? Why- exactly. What <laughs> need straighten Who needs this? Where did we buy this? And so you're throwing stuff out and so we finally got done, and two days later we found out that the house that we were renting had this huge crazy mold issue. Oh so multiple rooms and it was it's just terrible wrecked. So we were like, Hey, I got an idea. Let's move again. <laughs> so that was not Dang. What we did. And so we, we moved again, but same, 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 same area, uh, same area, but the same week that we had to do all the hurricane prep stuff. Oh so we goodness. had nothing for hurricane prep and we're like, Oh, well, let's try and do that in the middle of moving. It's oh, of idea.
1: course. Yeah. That's always how it happens. There's a hurricane when you're in the middle of a move.
2: And it's right. usually Jacksonville's not, not one of those places that's kind of, you know, affected as much, but that, that one hurricane, man, it, it really looked like yeah. you guys were going to get it
0: right it looked like we were gonna get this one and uh and you know last year or maybe it was a couple of years ago they really got jacked here with that yeah because
1: oh, it, yeah, it
2: even south Carolina got like screwed so that whole east eastern uh what do you call it not the floorboard the seaboard there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, but the second that they mentioned like, oh, this one's probably coming this way, like immediately the town was out of gas and oh, out of gas. Oh, it's and the worst,
1: man. Like, so annoying. Yeah,
0: and we're like uh, moving and we're like, "What well, do we stop and try and steal water from somebody? What do we do?
1: Yep. I know, I know. The hysteria happens instantly. It happened here too. I was like, guys, it's not even... Come on, this is. Yeah, but we're, we're from Miami, so we get it, and we're like, there's always a hurricane coming. Right. You know, we're like, yeah. whatever, guys. Well, fine.
2: one of the guys from Miami, this really funny guy that he's he he. We just love him because oh, he's Cuban hilarious. and he's got the accent and he's talking in English and Spanish. It's like and he's got a comedy like page, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I have a question. I have a question to all the the news reporters. How much are they paying you?
1: Publix, <laughs> like, how much is public like, paying you? How much and are Target? they paying you? Tell me
2: right now because <laughs> you cannot find water or gas anywhere. Like and why is everybody
1: And why does everyone Okay, the water thing honestly cracks me up to the point of hysteria sometimes yeah. because one nobody drinks that much water. You guys are not healthy. Two
2: Turn on the faucet. Turn
1: on the tap. Like <laughs> you act like you live like it's this isn't naked and afraid. You're not in the jungle. There's water, you know. <laughs> it's just funny to me. It's really funny. But anyways, let's get right into our interview. And, you know, we love to we like to always (laughs) lead off with the question. What is the most critical problem you are currently trying to solve?
0: People with horrible bo in the gym. Okay, next
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a really important Sorry, one. We not, okay, well, we how, we how do you help solve me it? Because though? honestly, my well, my clothes the, stinks.
1: Danny's clothes. Well, his I clothes don't smell, smell, but my yeah. clothes stinks. I think so it's just like because you've used them over the years, like the oils. There's no way that gets is out.
0: That, is that why you are always seen with no sleeves? One hundred percent stink. Yeah, or yeah. shirt it's or possible.
2: sleeveless or shirtless. That's the explanation. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got nothing for you. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta get naked, and when people are offended, you're like, you don't want to smell me when i got clothes on yeah i'm doing you a favor <laughs> so yeah. true i'm helping the environment right now uh yeah no I, for me my whole goal is just not to move you know my little sister last week oh, she's like yeah. so when are you guys moving next yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah man so i just want to be a human i got my studio set up i'm doing interviews i just i want to be a human because we i think we moved for like six months oh yeah Google,
2: for man. real
1: it has been quite some time yeah that's exhausting and stressful right
2: Gotcha, man. Well, look, let's, let's get right into this good stuff. H. pylori. H. pylori. Uh, no, I just, I just wanted to ask, I saw a recent article on it and I thought that would be a good one because I see people, you know, suffer with, with some of these related ones, you know, H. pylori, candida, all these other things. And I, I, I just want to give you an, an opportunity to talk about it. You know, what is it? How does it come about as we age and what are some of the natural remedies to fix it and, and those related conditions?
0: Okay, so let's cover that. You know, we might have to talk for a second about digestion. And- oh, dude, yeah, go that's into fine. it, man.
2: I know. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's, why
0: we're,
1: that's what we want to talk about, so I'm glad... Yeah.
0: And they'll be like, yeah, that's the that's the poop guy. Let's talk. Yeah, the poop guy. <laughs> uh, so we, to understand H. pylori, you really have to kind of understand how digestion is supposed to work because most people don't. Most right. people just view it as, you know, food goes in this end and then the stuff comes out the other end. So everything is working. <laughs> yeah. and it, that's, it's not just, that's not is. how it right. is. That's not how it is. Yeah. So what happens is we let's say that we eat a salami sandwich. And I'm not saying that I want you to eat a salami sandwich. It's just fun to say salami sandwich. (laughs) So When you eat a salami sandwich, you know, there's all this stuff that goes on even in your mouth with enzymes and all these things. But when it gets into your stomach, then your stomach makes hydrochloric acid or we call it just HCL. And that's that's stomach acid. And that's meant to start breaking down all of our food. And then once that's acidified, that acid product leaves your stomach. And it goes into the duodenum, and then the gallbladder squirts what's called bile down onto that acid stuff, and the bile is really alkaline. So you've got this acid meeting this alkaline product, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, in the third grade, we all made that volcano for the science fair project, yeah. and the, the damn lava didn't come out, and we got an F, and it was upsetting. But the way that it works is they mix baking soda and vinegar, because they're very opposite pHs, and when they mix, you get that crazy sizzle, and it all foams up, and then right. there's lava. It's so amazing. (laughs) So that's what's going on with digestion. You have to have both sides working together because it's that sizzle of these opposite pHs taking place that allows us to break apart our food and pull the nutrients out because your your body can't do anything with a salami sandwich any more than your car can run on crude oil. You know, you can't yeah. just go Good like point. in the Beverly Hillbillies backyard and, and get some oil and put it in your gas tank. It's not going to work. It has to be converted into gasoline and then all of a sudden you get to drive down to Target and waste your money. So... <laughs> You have to have all of this action going to turn that salami sandwich into vitamins and minerals and amino acids and fats that are emulsified and broken down. So both of those functions need to be working and a lot of people will have either one side or even both sides not working well at all and then they can't digest the food that they're eating. So the problem that this creates is like we could just go on for days, but when somebody's having issues... You know whether it's cravings, or they have diarrhea, or constipation, or now they have their they have all these food sensitivity issues. All this comes back to at some point digestion was not working well enough to turn that food into an actual fuel that your body can Jesus. actually utilize. Because when it, it's not broken down properly, now this thing you know you went to the store and you bought like organic, grass fed, nurtured know. by princes in the east. <laughs> you know, you spent all your
1: money, right?
0: Yeah, you spent eighty. Dollars just for the ingredients to make a cheeseburger (laughs) when you can't break it down correctly guess what? It all rots and ferments in your system and it becomes toxic and now instead of giving your body this amazing fuel, you just gave your body another burden that it has to deal with. So this digestion thing is really the big thing that I seem to help people with the most and there's a lot of reasons that you might not be making enough stomach acid. Um... You know, even if you've never used all these, you know, acid reflux drugs, because they're like, hey, let's just shut digestion off. You know, you're having a a symptom, so let's just turn yeah, off the digestive process. All right? Together. Yeah. That's the worst, Yeah. So when that's the case, it can be from using some kind of PPI, but it can also be maybe you just don't have the minerals needed for your body to create HCl because it takes all these resources to make HCl. You need the chloride ion. You need all this hydrogen, all these things. And if you look at somebody. And let's say their blood pressure is, you know, 90 over 60. You see that a lot of times where people have really low blood pressure and the doctor will tell them, you know, great job you're not going to have a heart attack. That's perfect. But the reality is, is that the person doesn't have enough mineral in the system to thicken that blood up and bring that blood pressure to a range that would be considered in a, a human uh, range. Um, so the minerals are needed in there because that's kind of where all the signals travel through, like from our brain to our body is through these minerals. So when we don't have them, we get a lot of mental and emotional issues. Uh, you know, depression's a big deal, bipolar issues, um, vertigo, all no. these things where the brain needs to communicate with the body for them to function correctly and for the brain to have fuel for it to function correctly. Um, But when you're not pulling all these nutrients out of the food like you're supposed to and you're just maybe pulling out a small amount, then all of a sudden your body doesn't have what it needs to function correctly and maybe you don't have the resources to make that hydrochloric acid. Okay, so now we're going to get to the H. pylori. Right. Have you noticed, like maybe we don't ask this guy any questions because it takes him like 45 minutes. No way. No,
2: but I love these explanations because because it's
1: very important. No, and
2: not only that, man. Some of this stuff is, is like still new to me, man. So I'm like listening like a little boy, like, Hey, you know, I'm like, this is, this is fun to me.
0: Okay. If you're listening like a little boy, I'll throw in a reference to Lightning McQueen from (laughs) occasion. Oh, great. Because my three and a half year old knows about some lightning McQueen, oh, yeah, both so, of my boys loved him, <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a problem in this house, yeah um, okay, so uh, what happens is the biggest thing with that acid function in your stomach is that it's the barrier to the whole body, it's like you're you know your knight in disgusting armor basically (laughs) all you go to the salad bar and you scoop up the salad that some kid just sneezed on and it's got all this you know viruses and bacteria and all these little varmints on there and you eat it and what goes on is it goes into your stomach and the hydrochloric acid fries it all and it kills it it's it's what keeps the bad guys from getting in your body but when there is no acid there or not enough the bad guys sneak right in and they set up a keg party and they raise their kids and the kids go to college and 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 then it becomes this huge mess and there's a huge variety of bacteria that can do this and can even set up camp in your stomach not even the problems that it causes in the intestinal tract you know SIBO's really popular now oh yeah that's yeah, bo- a big one too yeah um, and that just means that that bacteria got through the stomach and got into the intestinal tract and it's not the kind of bacteria that you want there it's the bad guys and they're flourishing and they're doing a great job and they're feeding off the pop tarts that you had for breakfast and the whole grain you know, <laughs> yep you put on your salami sandwich and all those things um, because the the stomach didn't kill it. It didn't keep it out from the system. So H. pylori is just one of these little critters and it seems to be the most popular one. You know, a lot of people, I mean, it's half the population at least, but what's really tricky about them is that they come in and they eat hydrogen. Wow. So your body makes hydrogen so that it can make hydrochloric acid, but H. pylori is eating it all up and now you don't have the hydrogen needed to make hydrochloric acid and to acidify your stomach properly. So now your stomach is this alkaline environment and it's not supposed to be. So now it's like a it's like a party for the H. pylori. It's, it's, a, it's a better environment for them to live in um, because the acid can fry them out. So they're having this big party in your stomach and now every type of bacteria that comes in is like, oh, this place is sweet. This is five right. stars. Yeah. And they set up camp and now you have even more problems. Oh, so those reflux drugs that we were kind of making fun of. That's so do you mean they- like
1: Nexium probably Sec, like these types of things, right?
0: I didn't say any names. Oh, well I, so I didn't did mention anybody, did I? <laughs> well, yeah. yes. Right, but yeah. So any kind of PPIs, it's right. called proton pump inhibitor, right? And they were developed to wipe out H. pylori. They were not developed to fix acid reflux. But what happens is they they made it to turn off the hydrogen because they thought that turning off the hydrogen would starve the H. pylori and then it would die off and it wouldn't be causing trouble anymore. But what they realize is that, wow, that person doesn't have heartburn anymore. Oh, that fixes heartburn. So let's sell it as that. Right, the symptom billion-dollar industry was born. Um, so that's kind of how that works. And uh, the sad thing is that anybody on a PPI is actually very likely still having reflux. They just don't feel it they don't because feel there's it. no acid there to burn them. And the problem is, is that we have digestive enzymes in our stomach that are still being produced. And those enzymes are made to break down protein well, guess what your esophagus is made of? Right,
1: protein.
0: It's protein. So that was kind of the issue that happened to me uh, when I lost my voice. Um, I lost it for like eight years and it was uh, acid reflux was part of that problem and all the doctors put me on all the PPIs but it didn't help because I still had enzymes coming up that were breaking down my esophagus and my wow. vocal cords and all those things so that it just stayed. I still had the issue for years after that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's,
2: that's, that's crazy increasing. too because when you did your presentation at the lower carb cruise, I was, wait, I was like, wait, did he, did he just say that? Like that he didn't have his voice for eight years i mean this is obviously the mother of necessity what is it necessity is the mother of all of invention right
0: right there is there is a saying
2: yeah there's a saying someone someone said it and someone said the right saying but something like that and this is why you're such an expert on this stuff
0: that's how I started out. You know, I was touring as a comic. I was not a health professional. That was my job was I, I was doing stand up. So funny how so many people. Yeah. And so then, uh, 23 doctors couldn't help me figure it out. Wow. So I was just like, you guys can piss off. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, myself. exactly. So I just turned into a psycho, uh, reader, you know, studying yeah. workshops and any kind of nutrition, uh, seminar I could attend and, until so i just started finding my own answers and then i accidentally found out other people's answers too and um, and then i i was i learned about insomnia and i was helping some friends fix their insomnia and then one of their friends Email me was like I'll pay you $500 if you can help me fix my insomnia. Wow. And I was like, "Oh, this is a business." I didn't I nice. didn't even know. Amazing. <laughs> right.
1: So with the H pylori, I'm just curious. I have one of my best friends struggled with this last year. She was misdiagnosed at first with what they thought was pancreatitis because she was actually having serious pain. Right. And then of course, you know, they put her on uh antibiotics for a month. And she, you know, was do her she was getting her diet, she she was pretty much doing a carnivore, you know, ketogenic diet. So she was okay after a month, but she like there's some of these people that are on antibiotics for like a year.
0: Yeah.
1: Went with H. pylori. Why? What is the what is the the reasoning behind this? Why do they do that? Kill I mean, isn't everything. that that's all it that is. kills everything? Well, it, it kills everything. But that's the, that's how come job. it sticks around though? Even then, because some like some of these people still have it. They still have yeah. it even after a year of antibiotics.
0: I don't know if you've heard about uh, cockroaches. Yes, you've heard about those. I have. In Florida? So that's yeah. basically it. You did hear about it. yeah? Because so long after we're gone, there's still going to be cockroaches. Yep. But it, it does go further than that. H. Pylori just happens to be one of the bacteria that's really hard to wipe out, and even the medical community will agree. That um one thing is not gonna kill it. We got to use like four different things right. to, to wipe this out. But here's the problem is that they never restore the acid function. Right. And um most people that are, you know, that go on a PPI, because H. Pylori, you're automatically going to be given a PPI. They're just gonna do that. Um, and it even can make sense a little bit because you you can starve them out a little bit by doing that. But they never restore the acid function, and if they're on that PPI for a while. They just removed the body's ability to pull mineral into the system. So now they don't have enough mineral to make hydrochloric acid, even after they go off of the PPI. You hear a lot, even from the medical community, that it can take up to a year or more for a person to regain their proper acid function after using the PPI. So. Now the door is open. So if they pretty much leave the house, they can be exposed to some type of bacteria that goes into the system and sets up camp. And then that opens the door for all the others to come in. And, you know, with H. pylori being so prevalent, you know, we don't even know. Maybe, maybe what they did worked, but then like a week later, they're like got a fresh batch. Right. You know, So that's kind of what it is, is you have to restore the acid, the acid function or you're stuck in this catch-22 chicken or egg, whatever the hell went wrong first kind of problem where you can't break down your food because you don't have stomach acid and you can't pull the minerals out of your food so that you have enough resources to make stomach acid. So you can see why, you know, people come to us all the time and they're like, yeah, I'm going to raise my hand. I've been miserable for 30 yeah, years. Yeah, it's true. Oh my yeah. gosh, man. I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so that seems to be the biggest thing. And you know, would they 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 did they misdiagnose things as pancreatitis a lot because a lot of times the pancreas is having a big issue, right? Because the acid function is what triggers all of these other things to happen. Like uh, a lot of people will, you know, they'll have reflux and they're like, "Oh, I have too much acid, so I I take this thing to turn off the acid. The heartburn stops. I feel better. So that was the answer. Right. But the problem is they're not having reflux because of too much acid. They're having reflux because not they enough. didn't have enough yeah. acid. So so the food comes in, the hydrochloric acid starts happening, and then this valve called an LES, a lower esophageal sphincter, mm-hmm. kind of sits there right between the esophagus and the stomach.
2: Are you, am I the only one who gets like really, like every time I hear the word sphincter,
0: I crack up? Yeah, you're that guy. Okay. <laughs> that's Danny. From, well, yeah, he is that guy, though. Right. That's from years of uh, <laughs> what were the. What was the MTV show? Oh, so good. Yeah, you're old enough to have been around. <laughs> around oh yeah, so oh, I was around. For sure. the I grew oh, up with yeah. MTV. Okay. But this valve that's supposed to close so that the reflux doesn't come back up, it's triggered by stomach acid. So if a person doesn't have enough stomach acid, it won't trigger that valve to close. Now they might have a little bit of acid, so when they get the reflux, the acid's coming back up and burning them. But if they would have just increased the level of acid in the stomach, it could have been acidic enough to trigger that valve to close and the reflux would have stopped and they would have got to digest the food that they spent money on.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So that's the big problem is that they may attack this invader, but they don't ever close the door so that more invaders can't come in. Wow.
1: Right. So, okay. So just to finish up with this H. pylori stuff, what do you oh, suggest? I, I, didn't, I didn't finish the
0: pancreas thing. Oh, so finish. Yes. That's what I was trying to get at is the stomach acid triggers all these other things. And one of the things it triggers is when the acid product leaves the stomach, it triggers it triggers the pancreas to let go of all those enzymes right. and it, it triggers the bile. To come down and neutralize the acid. So, when it's not triggering all those things to happen, a lot of times the the enzymes won't leave the pancreas. And then sometimes they can fire in the pancreas and basically digest that tissue in the pancreas because they're active where they're not supposed to be active because they never left. So that's one possible issue that she could have been dealing with. And of course, I I, I don't know. I'm just talking about things that could possibly happen. Um, There's usually three or four possible causes for everything that can go wrong. So you you really got to look at a person. But there's a lot that can go wrong when either side of digestion is is not working correctly.
1: So would you say then in that case, so what would you... How would you treat H. pylori then? Would you... And yourself. Do, yeah, like, and let's say you got it, right? Rock. So yeah. do you think that, all like, that. would taking digestive enzymes, obviously that would probably help. So taking some HCL with oxbile. Um Yeah, how would you go about it if you had H. pylori?
0: Okay, I'm going I'm to answer that and then don't let me forget to come back to the ox bile thing. Okay. you threw that out there, but okay. maybe I'm going to fix a lot of people doing something really... Oh, good. Okay, cool. Good. I want to know
1: because, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll remind you.
0: So the enzymes are great. And um if a person has hardly you Know their digestion is working okay, it's not phenomenal, but it's okay. You give them digestive enzymes, it'll turn their world around, they'll become a whole new human. Yeah, but if someone's broken, yeah. enzymes are not going to be enough, right? To fix the problem, enzymes won't be enough to wipe out H. pylori, mm-hmm. it w- it'll never happen. Um, we use uh, a number of products. There's <clears throat> something called D. limonene, which is basically just uh, orange. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. that's uh, that's
2: uh, what do you call that? Um, a uh, they talk about that in uh, it's it's a type of uh, oh my gosh, we call those in 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 the different
0: antimicrobial. It's uh, anti. Word plays. Uh I feel like I'm playing word word us or something. I'm trying to guess.
2: It's a. What is it? It's in. It's a. Oh my gosh! limonene, my love. It's in different strains of. Uh, oh, wait, tea, in tea, a tea cannabis. Tea. Yeah. What do you call that? A. Uh, a
0: terpene. A terpene. There you go. Oh okay. Sorry, that's I so anticlimactic. No <laughs> right, yeah, I, I would have been more excited if I knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> But it's basically just, it's really good at wiping out bacteria and it's really good at doing that in the stomach. So if a person has some type of bacterial overgrowth in the stomach, one of the big problems is the waste from that bacteria. When they poop, it's very alkaline. And in that, they're making the environment more alkaline so that they can thrive. So a person could start using a little bit of HCL and it won't work because the alkaline waste from this bacteria is neutralizing the small amount of acid that you're putting in there. And they'll be like, well, that doesn't work. That guy was an idiot. Now I'm going to go and be miserable for another 30 years and try right. 47 other things. Right. But if we use some things to wipe out some of that bacteria, then we can reduce the alkalinity level in there. And then when we supplement with HCL, it becomes more effective. So d is one thing. Uh, we use another like antimicrobial. It's called Intestable. It used to be called okay. pylorosin. But like you open it up and you smell it and you're like, yeah, I would not want to live where that stuff is. Right. <laughs> like, you just, like, um, but we use that. and We use like uh, mastic gum. Um, okay. And a couple other things that uh, zinc is really important to help wipe it out, but you really have to do more than one thing at a time. And you also have to increase the acidity level of the stomach with HCL while you're doing all these things. Um, And you got to beat on it for like, most people need to do it for like a month or so.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not... The confusion comes in because in the medical world, you go in and you take this pill and by Thursday, your symptom is gone. Yes, you've created seven other new symptoms, but the symptom that you went in to sign up to get rid of, you fixed it. And so when someone tries to do that with a natural substance, they expect it to be a few hours. And when it's not, they're like, well, that doesn't work. But the reality is that the body is like agriculture, you know, It, it the sun just doesn't just pop up like, bam, like we would freak out if it did that. It rises very slowly. Grass grows slowly. The seasons change slowly. And that's how our body works. We have to give it time to correct the problem that's going on and change how it's functioning and, and help it achieve that a lot of times. So the biggest problem is the people that don't have the patience to, to really take enough steps right. to wipe it out fully. Awesome. There's a lot of people that think that we don't really need to wipe it out fully and that a lot of people think that if you got it at a certain age, it won't be a problem, but if you got it later, it will and all these things. And hmm. it really goes back to, uh, is your body functioning in a way that it can keep things in check? Is there enough things going right that even if there is a bad guy in there, right. can he just be like, you know, that dude in the corner? And he yeah. has-
1: he's not really causing any problems. It's yeah, just there. Maybe he
0: has
2: he's just being course. looking sullen.
0: Right. And he has pierced enough. He's pierced enough things where he looks scary, but he's but not, he's not really. Confident. Yeah. But when he has enough friends come over, all of a sudden, him and all his friends are peeing on your couch, and this party got out of hand way too fast. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, the okay. Cool. Yeah, this the, is your ox bile ox reminder. Bile. Yeah. Oh, here it comes. Okay. So bile that comes down and neutralizes the stomach acid, that's really big because if it doesn't, that acid product continues to move through the intestinal tract and it will start to digest our intestines. It'll break down the walls because the walls are made of protein. So the body says, well, that's not going to work. So it just brings all of the water from the body to those intestines to cool it down. And then we get crazy diarrhea mm-hmm. and it shoots out the back door and lifts us off the toilet like a was-
2: rock. <laughs> 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 Love that imagery.
0: Oh my gosh. So that's just the body getting rid of something that's too hot. So that bile is crucial to neutralize that acid. So now it can move through the intestinal tract at a pace that the nutrients can be absorbed. So that's a crucial thing. Uh, if somebody ha- has chronic diarrhea, they gotta fix it or they're are they gonna have a hard time staying on any diet because they're not assimilating enough nutrients for the body. Yeah, they'll become anemic pretty quickly, right? Yeah, and, and they're also gonna have cravings that are out of control uh, because the body needs fuel and when it can't break food down into fuel, it'll be like, you know what? Remember when you ate those Nilla wafers? Yeah, eat that. I <laughs> broke those down like that. I turned them right into sugar immediately and I had fuel. Go get me Nilla wafers. Right. And the person thinks, so <laughs> I Have no willpower. I'm just a weak, weak man. (laughs) Why can't I stay away from Nilla Wakers wafers or potato chips? But it really is not about willpower. It's about your body doesn't have what it needs to function. And so it's gonna scream for something that will allow it to at least operate, and that's why those cravings come in. So so the bile is crucial to be able to assimilate nutrients, but also bile is how we emulsify the fats that we're eating. So if you don't have bile flow moving correctly, you can't break down the fats that you eat and then turn those into fats that your body can utilize. So when you can't break them down, now those fats are rotting and fermenting, they become a problem. The body says, I need to get rid of this. I can give the person diarrhea. So it shoots out the back door or maybe I'll push it out through the skin and the person breaks out or gets keto crotch or whatever they want to call it. (laughs) Um, And the reality is that it wasn't that a keto diet was the problem. It was that a person was trying to eat a diet that predominantly was made up of a type of food that they didn't have the ability to break down. They had the ability to break down the Nilla wafer and ice cream sandwich diet. They could break that down because all that processed junk breaks down before you even get it to the stomach almost. Yeah, yeah
2: so, when you're chewing it in the mouth it's it's yeah. that's it. It's done, right? It's,
0: it's turning into fuel already. Yeah. So they could function on that, but when they go on a keto diet, all of a sudden they can't get out of bed. Uh, they just yelled at their neighbor for no reason. They hate everybody and uh, they're a miserable human being. And it's because their body and their brain is not getting any fuel. But if they were able to fix the bile flow and actually process this food that they're going to decide to eat, my my diet's going to be just all these fats. Well, you might want to process those fats if you're just going to eat fats. When they can get their bile moving, all of a sudden they get to experience all those amazing things that everybody else is yapping about you know doing well on keto energy and
2: levels and all the all the good yeah, stuff god clarity.
0: health i'm not even hungry uh, i ate thursday and i'm like i totally forgot about eating. That's <laughs> so true You know, and they're like why can't i have that i'm just i'm a horrible person that, that's what they think but the reality is that you just gotta fix some stuff and then you get to be one of the cool kids too
2: Man, that, that's, that's yeah. cool. I I just thought of a question. I didn't, I didn't have this question beforehand, but you're, you're talking about all this cool stuff. And um, I wonder, you know, because a lot of the, the vegetarian um and, you know, plant-based crowd, it, they, they do talk about this, this putrefication, and I'm like, what are, what are they talking about? Like for me, you know, I'm just thinking about, it. I'm like, I'm like me in a perfect world, but we know the world's not perfect, right. but like, if everything's working correctly, it's going to be processed really quickly. We're going to absorb most of it. And and the the and tiny bit waste. of waste that we have yeah it's going to be gone now um can you just remind cuz i know a lot of carnivores and a lot of people like to eat meat especially cuz we you know we we eat predominantly meat um they're they're listening so um what are some things that they can do to be proactive so that they ensure that everything is moving through their gut properly and it's not you know, I don't know if diverticulitis is, 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 is an issue, but I'm assuming it would be if there's putrefaction and uh, stuff in the gut. Um, what are some things that they can do, um, to, to kind of make sure that doesn't happen and to make sure that, like you said, the, like the meat specifically gets assimilated? <clears throat>
0: Okay. I'm going to answer that question, but I'm, I don't want to get in trouble from out of... Oh yeah, bed. the ox bile. Right? The ox bile thing. So ox bile is actually very helpful, especially if someone's lost their gallbladder because their their body's still making bile and it still moves through the system, but it doesn't get stored in the gallbladder and not enough of it right. is often coming down and dumping on that to neutralize the acid and process all the fats that we're eating. So a person can now take ox bile and it's a savior to them. It yeah. really can turn their world around. You know, digestion is never going to be the same as it was now that their gallbladder is good gone, but they can move back into that human uh, status by taking ox bile. The problem is a lot of people will take the ox bile with their meal and a lot of companies will put ox bile right in the HCL product. So the problem with that is ox bile is alkaline. Mm. So you're never allowing your food to acidify properly in the stomach because you're mixing the ox bile in there with your food. Now the food is just rotting and fermenting in your stomach. It wasn't supposed to alkalize there. It wasn't supposed to hit the bile until it left the stomach so we have people take ox bile as far away from food as they possibly can Mm. so that it can move through the stomach go into the intestinal tract that way when food comes into the stomach it can acidify and then when it leaves it'll meet with that bile that's already in in the in the intestinal tract and it'll neutralize it there and then everything works better does that make sense
2: it makes it. That does
1: make sense. sense, but I'm okay because my mom does not have a gallbladder, and I have her taking digestive enzymes. So you would do the ox bile separate. So like what, like an hour, two hours before, after, meals? after a meal. After oh.
0: meal. It really, it really depends uh, because it's it's really tricky. I'll I'll tell you a resource that she can use. Okay. Um, because we it, it, this is such a tricky tricky project yeah. process that it can be a whole other uh, podcast episode. But um, we have this course. It's a digestion course that we made just as like a free course for our book readers because. Uh, you know, this, a lot of this stuff can be complicated. Yeah. So, we wanted to do videos to kind of hold their hand and walk them through how to do it. So, uh, they can go to uh, kickitnaturally.com forward slash keto digest and they can find our four week digestion course. And um, you have to pay 50 cents to sign up because that keeps all the spam registrations out. So, it's really a free course, but you have to pay a whole 50 cents. So, save up. <laughs> so, kickitnaturally.com
1: slash keto
0: Uh, Keto Digest. Keto
1: Digest. Okay, got it. Keto Digest.
0: And uh, in that course, we have a whole page of videos just for people who have lost their gallbladder because you really, I I like to see people take the ox bile like right before they go to bed. So it's like hours away from dinner Mm -hmm. and then let that go in there all night or they can take it right when they wake up if they're not going to eat right away. uh, And and then that can be helpful. Um, Some people only need one or two doses a day. Some people might need three. So it kind of depends on, you know, is your stool loose? Is that a problem? Um, Because you want to slow it down. But if a person is not acidifying their food and it's sitting there for two or three hours and then so they wait three hours to put the ox bile in there, well, the food's still in there and you're going to make it more alkaline and cause more of a problem. So you kind of got to test things out and see which time framing is going to work best for you. But in that page full of videos, we really walk people through it so your mom can just watch all those and and get a better idea of what's going to be best for her. But if she's awesome. using something that's like enzymes and ox and HCL and all those things together, or even enzymes and ox together, you really got to um, use that for something else. And what you can use that product for is to fill the garbage. Okay. It works great to fill the garbage. <laughs> with. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's good <laughs> to know because I've got some else. to throw out
2: then. <laughs> fill the garbage with yeah, it. Yeah. It's really good at that.
0: It, 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 it does good at that. So so should I get them all separate? Just,
1: like just HCL? Um, yes.
2: This is good just HCL, news, man.
0: Just ox bile and just enzymes. Now we use one um, called Digest-Azyme. It's from empirical labs.
2: Oh, we like that. They, we is that the one from? Is this Digestzyme? Is it? Well, no, we,
1: um, that was Designs for Health. Oh, Designs
2: for Health, and but that one had all the same. stuff in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, this
0: so that's what was I thought. Just sold through healthcare practitioners, um, but we set up a site, uh, naturalreference.com, where we allow consumers to buy it from. But what this product has is that it has a little bit of HCL in there with all the enzymes and then it also has like zinc and all these cofactors needed that your body needs to make, it's more of its own HCL. Love it. So it's like an enzyme that's designed to help a person make, make more of more. their own HCL. And then we use another HCL capsule that's just HCL plain with nothing else in it. And that's, since the digestive process doesn't happen all at once, if you really want to try and synthesize it to function correctly, you got to kind of take the supplements at different times, just like they happen at different times in the
2: body. Wow, man, I... This is kind of mind blowing to me because, you know, we, we didn't think about this. And obviously we've been saying, Hey, take your enzymes and all that stuff. And, and like, it's kind of concerning to me that, you know, a lot of these companies, they're, they're going through the whole formulation process. You would assume there's a little bit of R and D there where you're like, maybe, you know, especially if you're trying to fix digestion, maybe you should kind of understand digestion. That works. Yeah.
0: Well, the problem is, let's say that a person can acidify their stomach correctly and they take uh, a digestive enzyme that has a little bit of ox bile in it. Um, The ox bile is not going to be enough to neutralize all the acid if they're making plenty and it's all working correctly. So the ox bile will get through the system. It'll get in the intestinal tract and it'll help them emulsify fats a little bit better. They'll feel better. Things will improve for them. So they see that happen to one person and they explain to everybody, oh, this happens to every person.
2: Oh yeah, of course.
0: But we know that it doesn't. Because there's a lot of people that are just even when they're not broken, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that are at least a little bit broken. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's true. Yeah, so it's tricky, but um, you just separate the things out, then everything can start to work a little bit better. That's
1: good to know.
2: All right, so we we talked about we got to go down the list of all the poop topics. So yeah, we're
1: on constipation.
2: Let's get to constipation now (laughs) uh, because that's a major issue, especially for women. Um, and it seems to be a very misunderstood topic and you wrote a whole book on it. So, you know, what are some of the causes, at least some of the main causes that that so that people can one get to get an idea of, you know, why they got to where they are and, and how can we naturally get things going again?
0: Okay. Let's cover this because this is huge because a lot of people will be like, I've tried 37 diets and I can't lose weight no matter what happens. Well, how often do you poop? Oh, I pooped last month. <laughs> it's so true. I
1: can't even tell you how many friends I women, have.
2: Women, women, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's so normal. Thank goodness that I have never had this problem and uh, I don't have it, but I can't even tell you how many friends tell me that they'll go once a week or something. And I'm like, right. oh my gosh, how do you live? Like, right. so how do you not?
0: And, and it's true. a lot of them are miserable. I mean, they're all miserable. Yeah, you but- feel Thing is, is, that their doctor says, oh, a lot of people will go only go once a week. It's no big deal. Don't uh, worry about it. Normalizing, normalizing yeah, it. Normalizing it all. It's for you to say. You don't, you don't have to deal with it. What if I say, you know, don't worry about your erectile dysfunction, Mr. Doctor? Are you going to listen to that? <laughs> That's yeah, for real. You're going to do something about it. So um, just in case we don't have uh, time to cover all this kind of stuff, um, I really go over this digestive process a lot more in, in all of my books. So I want to make it so that all your listeners can get my book, uh, Kick Your Fat in the Nuts for free. So oh, just awesome. go to Kick oh, yes. kickitnaturally.com forward slash book and you'll be able to download it for oh, free. Awesome. I, I really go through that digestive process and talk about some of the common causes of constipation and even the other side, diarrhea, because they're they're both just as problematic. Um, but the reality with constipation is that a stool will move according to its acidity level. Mm. You know, we talked a second ago about how when the acid product leaving the stomach doesn't get neutralized, it's too hot. So the body's like, get this out of here. Yeah. And it comes shooting out the back door. So it moves very quickly because it's way too acidic. Well, if a stool is very alkaline, say a person is not making any stomach acid or very little, now the stool's going to move very slow. And the slower it moves, the the less water goes there, the drier it gets, the harder it gets, and then it just won't move no matter what the person does. And it's really a crime. The only advice out there is to uh, take probiotics and fiber. That's okay. your only options if you have constipation. That's the only thing anybody's going to tell you to do. And neither of those things are going to fix significant chronic constipation. They can give it a little bit of a boost if you fix the other things, but if you're just doing those, you're you're going to be cussing on the toilet a lot. Yeah. Um, so, A person, first of all, has to fix stomach acid so that that stool is acidic enough to move at a pace that is reasonable. And the other issue is that, uh, you know, Danny, you and I talked a lot about this uh, anabolic and catabolic paradigm. Oh, yeah. um, And how, you know, to build muscle, you have to be able to move into that anabolic state. So clearly you have the ability to move into that state um, because of the muscles that (laughs) out of your face. Out of your face. (laughs) But but a lot of people can get stuck in either because we're supposed to move into the anabolic state at night. That's our, our rest. It's our sleep. It's our rebuild and repair state. And then during the day, we're supposed to be in this catabolic state where you know we're better at making energy, uh, muscles and tissues break down so that they can be rebuilt. You know, all these things that are supposed to happen in the, during the day. So both these states are appropriate. We want both of them. But because of a lot of reasons, a person can get stuck in one or the other and then a lot of problems happen. So if someone is stuck in this overly anabolic state most of the time, which a lot of women are, One of the problems that happens is that the body sends most of our water to the kidneys and not enough to the bowels. So the stool gets very hard and it won't move. And you can ask these girls that that, that, uh, don't poop, but once a week, and you'd be like, how many times do you get up at night to pee? And they're like, oh, three, three or four. And it's because... The body's sending all of the water to the kidneys and not enough to the bowel. So they'll pee all day, but there's no water going to the stool to allow it to soften and have the ability to move. And and when it does move out, you can hit it with a hammer and it'll just like laugh at you, you know, because it's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
2: You know, this is... So those
0: are the two most common issues that need to be addressed when it comes to
2: constipation. I want to get your thoughts on this because this is pure speculation on my part, but I can speculate all I want. Um, but I think part of the reason why sometimes you see, you know, these, a lot of times with women and people in general, um, they have these bouts of constipation followed by bouts of IBS symptoms. Like I, part of it, in my opinion, just, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, like the difference between soluble fiber and, and insoluble fiber. And like it seems to me like part of it is that there's this, there's like an imbalance between soluble and insoluble fiber. So you imagine someone takes well, Dr. a ton Georgie of.
1: Talks about this, right? Does
2: she? Does she talk about that though? Like, well, she talks about the differences between the fibers. So yeah, you and have, how we
1: put both of them and then it's like a disaster. Yeah. Cause
2: like if you, you, you know, insoluble mm-hmm. is like rotor rooter and you got, you got, uh, let's say you take in a bunch of soluble fiber and it's like stopping everything, slowing everything down. And then you got rotor rooter coming down the back of that and trying to push down. And so they get these cramps and they get the bloating and they have the constipation. And it's not until all that fiber moves through, which could take several days that they get to that insoluble fiber. And then when that happens, they blow it out. And you know, I don't know. I'm not arguing that we need to balance them, but you know, I don't know. It just to, what do you think? I mean, is, is, is there anything to that part of it? Like the, like the different fibers? Cause I know a lot of people, like you said, they're going to throw fiber at it. And what was the other one you said? We-
1: probiotics
0: and probiotics yeah fiber
2: and probiotics
0: yeah so no (laughs) okay
2: okay.
0: good see it's just speculation it's just speculation and that's good that's what that's all we really can do because even the things that we see working we just don't know like it it might be working for a totally different reason we're just doing the best we can with the information that we have and that's kind of how we have to roll um but what i i see when it comes to that fiber aspect is that it's kind of like trying to shove a ping pong ball through a metal pipe. Like you're not, yes. it's, you can't get it through there. And like, so a lot of these, uh, especially the women, this is really popular now where, um, I don't really poop, but I do get an enema every few days. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just getting water shoved up there and that's how they're pooping. Is they they're just having this explosion, go up there, grab it and, and pull it back out. So it's something that works for them. Um, but it's not really fixing the underlying cause. And is that really what you want to do? I'm good.
2: I'm good. That is, an out you that can, is an out orifice i don't want anything going right. in the out
0: <laughs> it's not not it's not <laughs> entry um but like you know you could fix a roach problem by just detonating your house and blowing it up you know and then just rebuilding it but what well, do you want to do that every time a new roach shows up so uh what we see um with this fiber issue is the people that uh, <clears throat> they'll have constipation for like three or four days at a time and then they have diarrhea for three or four times days right. at a time. Yeah. So just think about that for a second. To move from this catabolic state to an anabolic state it takes a lot of resources to switch how the whole body is functioning to do all of these other functions. It takes a lot of resources to do that. So if someone has very low resources they get stuck in one of those states for like a week at a time. So if someone's stuck in, a, in this anabolic state so severely that no water's going there they can't 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 poop. And then the body finally says, okay, this isn't going to work. We've got to take everything and move this person in this catabolic state. Now they're stuck there for a week and they can't stop pooping because all the water's going to the bowel. So that's one possible cause of that. Another one is that um, the food is rotting and fermenting so severely, nothing's really breaking down that it just kind of goes through this process of rotting. And then once that rotting creates all of these chemicals, the chemical load can cause the body to be like, we got to get this out of here. Take all the water and just shove it all out. And that's when they get the diarrhea part. Wow. Wow! That's kind of what we're seeing. Is
2: like, I that lo- That's going to be a, one of our quotes for sure, our audio quotes, just because that I think is is very, um, it's just shedding light on that, you know, and I think a lot of people what don't. What quote
0: are you going to use? I just heard diarrhea in there. I just, uh, that's all I'm.
2: Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to look for quote. like, I'm going to, if there's a way for me to put some buzzwords in and find any time you mention like things like that, that's when I'll do it because <laughs> got to be, got to get those clicks, man.
0: But if there is a world record for uh, most quotes with diarrhea in the phrase, I think I would win that. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) You probably say that that word the most for sure.
1: I have a question that we're still on diarrhea. I mean, I got to talk about this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very difficult. But common. tell them what Kevin
2: has said and what we've been telling right, right. Too. I will, I yeah. will,
1: I will. That's like our, what we think, but um, man, it makes sense. So, okay. So when people transition from keto to carnivore, it happened to me and Danny, where there is a transition period where you have way looser stools, you have diarrhea and, you know, Kevin Stock has talked about this, that it might have something to do with, you know, when we remove fiber, fiber's pulling a lot of the water. So our colon probably gets lazy and it has to, you know, basically realize that it has to do its work. Now And so this, cause it, it usually resolves in a few weeks, but why do you think this happens? And is there anything that we can do to kind of make that transition smoother? Like, I guess now, now knowing what would I know about Oxbile, like maybe it could be Oxbile cause it's too much HCL maybe, you know what I mean?
0: Right. And, well, what do you um, think? Yeah. Because keep in mind that for the rest of the interview, I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> okay? okay, I've already reached my limit of when I share my knowledge. So then I get to the part where I just you make just stuff make it up, right? It's fun. Yeah, this is I the gotta, fun I part. Gotta, I got to entertain myself too, people. Okay, so, <laughs> um, but my thought on this is that uh, protein takes a lot more hcl to break down than uh broccoli right? right yeah um oh man i gotta i also wanted to come back to a vegetarian thing if we have time oh dude out.
2: yes please
0: yeah um but uh so if you're eating just meat that's a lot more food that needs hydrochloric acid as the main function to help it break it down so you may be causing your body to make a larger amount of hydrochloric acid than it normally would when you're eating other foods and then you might not have enough bile flow to neutralize that amount of acid. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So they really have to meet together and they have to create this sizzle that kind of neutralizes it and turns the whole substance into a pH that will move at a steady pace. So if you just have a little bit of bile flow and all this acid, then the acid is going to win and it's going to go through the body too fast and then uh, loosen up. So then the body may start to figure out, we need to call on more bile to neutralize all this. And so if their bile was a little too thick and sticky, because that's kind of what happens to it. It gets too thick and sticky because of all the grains that we eat or the right. carbs and um, the uh, our high estrogen levels because we're stressed, all these things, um, and our bodies are stressed even when we're not, uh, all these things are thickening up the bile. So, but if the body is constantly calling on it, like go bile flow, go bile flow, then it starts to move a little bit and over time it can start to flow better and then that can correct the problem. So I'm just kind of guessing that that's what's happening, but that's the scenario that makes sense to me in that. So with the vegetarian, did that, how did I do How'd I do making up stuff on that one. I mean, dude, you, you,
2: you made me. I, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna spread this, you know. So you might as well. That if, might be if the, it was wrong. If it was wrong, the then I'm about to yeah. tell a lot of people the wrong thing.
0: Some wrong stuff, yeah. 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 So you might as well do. Uh, but what we do is we don't <laughs> tell people. It. We yeah, we don't tell people. We'll just suffer for about a month, and it'll it'll will go away probably <laughs> because most people aren't gonna do that. So what we we have this uh, supplement that we use is called Beat Flow. That's from Empirical Labs and Beat. Root is not going to do the same thing. I don't want to confuse people and have them using some beetroot thing because it it won't do it. This beet flow product has a lot of beet greens in it, and it's the greens that help thin the bile so that it'll flow better. Another thing that can help is a coffee enema. So again, Danny, this is something going up the back door. Dude, Ben, Greenfield
2: is all about these. I don't...
0: What's the deal with the coffee enemas? The coffee enema, it basically triggers that biliary pathway to dilate and open up a little bit. Right. So So it's releasing more bile? Yeah, it's helping your bile flow better. Okay. We find that if someone's been really backed up for years or decades, that they need to both thin the bile with like a beet flow product and then also dilate the belly area pathway so it opens up more and they do that with coffee enemas. So not everybody needs to do that. A lot of people do find that they just use the beet flow product and it gets the bile thinning. And we even have people do this like if they're just starting keto, even without carnivore. If they're just starting keto and the fat is making them you know, nauseous or tired or they're breaking out. Well, then you just want to boost your ability for your bile to flow correctly, and then that will improve that issue for them, so they don't have to suffer for three weeks before they get to be one of the cool kids. <laughs> um, so, but going back to your vegetarian thing, yeah, you know, because uh, this is a point that I really hit hard in my Kick Your Fat in the Nuts book, because the fact is is that a lot of people will go vegan or vegetarian and they'll feel better. Yeah. So how do you argue with that? Like I feel better. The problem is. They continue vegan or vegetarian and six months later, they're falling apart and they can't function, but they can't figure out that it's the vegan issue because that made them feel better. So it has to be something else. So here's the issue is that take a trash can and fill it with meat and then take another trash can and fill it with carrots and broccoli and just set those in your backyard for about a week and then go back to the trash cans, lift the head, the lids off and stick your head in both ones. Which one is going to be worse? It's the meat. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to oh, have Like, I was, like, I was looking product.
2: at Mauda to answer it, and she was looking at me, and we, neither of us <laughs> answered it. <I> like,
0: <laughs> right, but the carrots and broccoli, you could probably still reach in and eat. Yeah, one, they're probably going to smell sweet. Yeah, they're probably going to be fine. Um, so... When you don't have the ability to digest food and break Bless down you. protein correctly, you're that garbage can. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to feel horrible when you eat meat. Yeah. The other problem is we eat, most people eat garbage meat. They yeah. They eat yeah. meat that is filled with antibiotics and hormones and all these chemicals that they're pumping pumping into the animals so the animal can live long enough to get to a size that it's profitable. Right. So, when you're eating that, where do you think all those chemicals are going? They're going into you. So, <laughs> if you're eating that meat and you can't digest That meat, so that meat with all the toxins in it is going to rot and ferment and create even more toxins. Then, when you stop eating that, it's gonna change your world. You're gonna feel so much better. But then, you get to the point where your body is not getting the nutrients that it needs that it can only get from animal protein. And it's not like a B12 thing. You can't take a B12 shot and replace all of these amino acid cofactors that you can only get from animal protein. So guess what happens when you're not getting those? Your body needs them anyways. Where do you think it gets them?
2: Um, I'm gets curious. them from you. From you. Oh, it breaks from your, your tissues yeah.
0: down and it breaks that meat down and pulls those nutrients out. So I like to tell them and it drives them crazy. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a vegan because if you're not eating meat your body is still eating meat (laughs) that's another
2: quote right there that is an audio clip perfect
0: right so um, if someone is eating is a vegan or a vegetarian because of beliefs because they can't kill something with a face and you know all this stuff, I'm gonna be like, just, you know, do that. You don't wanna stress yourself. Yeah, out it's a harder conversation to have just because you're because you're trying to maximize, you know, your health. The stress of that is going to be harmful in itself. But if you're eating vegan or a vegetarian because you think it's the healthiest thing, then you're doing it wrong. You can instead make your body have the ability to break down meat and now that meat is not only going to make you feel great, but it's going to improve your health. If you're eating the right kind of meat.
2: See, that is, Amazing. that is fantastic, man. So, okay. I, we're running kind of long, but I, I first. Are wa- you
0: emailing like three people right now? Like this guy won't shut up. I I'm almost, I kind of. No, we don't have anything <laughs> after this. So Not at all. We no, we, we, we have nothing. Be- I
2: don't, I want to be respectful of your time. So, okay. um, but you, okay. you were talking about, you were talking about like the different things. So I wanted to just simplify it as a action steps. And if it's something that is in all the several free things that you're giving away on your site. Let us know because we want to be able to share that, but like kind of a checklist that you would recommend for people to, for what to look out for when it comes to, um, I don't want to break it down. Cause I, like you said, it's so complicated and I know that we can't just say, okay, well, if this person has diarrhea, then, you know, they need more bile. If this person has constipation, they probably need more acid. I know it's not that simple, but, um, what about if there, if you just want to improve your digestion, is there like something that we could do and based on, okay, are you having this issue? Um, and then you answer that question. is kind of like a flow chart to say, okay, this is how you would build your, your, um, I guess your regimen.
0: Yeah. And basically this is kind of what people, this is the easiest step you can do. And this is things, something that confuses a lot of people because, you know, I, I've been bloating for years. I always, I've always bloated, but All my friends are bloating too. So it's just a normal thing. It's just part of life. But it's not. It's not true. It's common, but that doesn't mean that it's normal. It's wrong. It should not be happening. So you can just kind of look at these digestive symptoms and you look at whether it's constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, bloating, nausea, uh, digestive pains and discomforts. Maybe food just kind of sits there like a rock in your stomach for hours. Um, Maybe you see undigested food in your stool. Any of these things, and I've probably left some of them out, but any of these digestive symptoms that people have been living with for years and they just think it's common, you know, skin breakouts, that's another good one. Yeah. They just think it's... That's that's the card that they were dealt. You know, my mom was constipated too. That's just how it is. My whole family, nobody pooped. We, we saved billions on toilet paper over the last four generations, you know. So they just think that they have to be that way. But if you have any of those symptoms, there's something that's not working right in digestion. And that can be your starting point. When you can, you know, go through our free course so that you can get an idea of If I have this symptom, what's the most underlying, uh, what's the most common underlying cause and what steps can I do to improve it? Then you just start taking the steps and if it starts to improve it, then you, you nailed it. You got it. But when you're just going to do like a, a constipation remedy, you're kind of just throwing darts at the board right? Um, and hoping to hit one. So we teach people how to look at their actual physiology. You know, I want you to look at your blood pressure. I want you to understand what that's telling you. It can tell you a lot. Um, your pulse can tell you a lot. Your The pH of your urine and saliva can tell you a lot, but not the stuff that a lot of idiots out there think that it's telling you. I don't want people to think that they need to alkalize and oh, yeah. you know, all that crazy things that's wrong. Um, you can look at the rate at which you breathe. That can tell you a lot about how your body's functioning so when you look at these things you can and you find something that's like oh that's way off that's not supposed to be in that range at all so that's probably a problem for me oh wow that problem is very common for constipation so that's going to be where i put my attention first and that's how people usually fix the problems a lot faster than just oh i'm on my 17th remedy and none of them have worked yet right
2: so so what you're saying is basically don't try to solve more than one problem at a time if there is a problem
0: Well, you you can, um, but what I want you to do is I want you to look at your physiology first. I want you to kind of look at the symptoms that you're dealing with and look at your body chemistry at least a little bit so that you can get some hints of where you should start, where you might get the most uh, bang for your buck, so to speak, because… The reality is, you know, we all work with clients and and we know that a lot of people, you got one shot, they're going to try one thing uh, and when it doesn't work, they're going to give up. So true. So we like to see people magnify the chances of the one or two things that they're willing to try working for them. And you can do that by getting a starting point by understanding where your body chemistry is
2: fantastic man i'm honestly like i thought of this when i heard you speak on the cruise and I, I all seriousness man like you you are presenting a very unique message and and i think it's yeah it's it missing. needs to be it's much louder yeah space. definitely like we need to see not just you easy like on bigger stages if you want to uh but we need to see that because like especially with like a low-carb diet like we we want people to follow a low-carb diet because we want them to feel better we we tend to think that that's the best way to eat. And if they're having all these issues, it goes back to what you said. Like you, you, if yeah, you're, you, they're going to
0: turn you, away. They're going
2: to turn away. And, and so. Um, I want to
0: even worse than that. Even worse than turning away, you know, somebody tries a low carb diet and but their mineral levels are already too low. Their cravings are going to go too high because there's not enough mineral in the system yeah. Oh, yeah. for their the blood sugar when it goes low. So they're going to give in to their cravings and they're going to feel like a failure. And that's what I really hate. I hate. Yeah, them. yeah I I know. That too. It's, it's so true. When it's not, they've right. just been taught. They
1: oh. think it's like a willpower yeah. thing. And it really I think is we is need crazy. to take
2: the course, my love. We, you and I, we should do it together. yeah, yeah we'll do it for take sure. Take the course. And then we'll share about what we learn or Tony, if you have any ideas, man, any ways that we can help you like just increase your platform. I know you have a huge platform on Facebook, but any way that we can can help, man, we really want to. Because for real, like this is this is super important. We always talk about like you're not what you eat. You're what your you body what you does you with you. Eat. Yeah, you're, you're what yeah. you absorb. <laughs>
0: And I have started doing more speaking, which is fun because I never went back to the stand-up. I just, right. I, I've been having so much fun doing this, yeah. but I never went back to that. But now that I'm speaking more and on bigger stages and stuff, it, it ends up being fun. Like
1: yeah, it's still fun.
0: So. And you're yeah. still funny. So, and, and you, you can still be funny. Us up. Yeah, like up <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like I was cracking up the whole time. Honestly, even the books, I was just having this daydream like when you were talking and I wasn't paying attention. I really I was wanna, just, just walk about, into
1: Barnes and & Noble and ask for it. No, like, like I'm just, just kidding. Ask. I was paying
2: attention. But I, w- I loved all the, the little... Um, all the animations and stuff that were on your presentation. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, like if any of those are in the book, like I'm going to read this book to my children. Like I don't, I'm like, okay, we can talk about poop. They'll, they'll love it. And they learn.
0: Right. And I'm also, uh, for years, I've been working on a weight loss documentary that has a lot of really Oh, nice. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There. Mention that because I, I saw of that, of, that uh, on your names. website.
0: And so we're working on fixing it up, hoping it's going to be done um, by the end of next year. Okay. Uh, but that's going to help a lot too, because it's just, it's explaining to people that they've been misinformed about a lot of things and, and why and how to, how to turn that around. Because uh, that's what it's really about is that, you know, I, we've all had people in our lives that, that didn't get the right information. In time, and it even ruined their life, or it or it ended their life. And once you understand that it doesn't have to be that way, and that um, some people just weren't—it's not an issue where somebody was just dealt bad cards, but knowledge can turn their life around. Then you kind of feel like you got to yeah. do what you can to share that knowledge. I agree. It's so so, so
2: you're you're are you done filming at all, or you're still filming?
0: yeah we' we finished the filming um but we're gonna talk to you about that in a little bit too because we're gonna try and squeeze in a couple of things but we're already in post-production so it's already in all the you know the editing and animation and all those things that Costs so much money and all that Right.
2: Stuff. Yeah, and then so then the best part um, is the so, distribution. That's going to be the the most fun, I think. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And and so that's one of the reasons that I moved to Florida, so that I can semi retire and just kind of work on those kind of bigger projects that will uh, get the word out there a little bit more aggressively.
2: Man, that's awesome! Not like what is the name of the movie? Because I saw it on your website. Now I'm forgetting it.
0: It's called Why Am I So Fat? Yes. You go why I'm to I'm why so Am I So fat? fat? movie.com and watch the trailer. And it just kind of started because a client of mine weighed 435 pounds and- he was losing just monstrous weight. It was like unbelievable. So we were like, oh, I remember you this. mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. And so we started documenting and then we started asking people if they want to help out. And then it just kind of went nuts where we had all of the major magazines, Muscle and Fitness, Men's Health, you know, all these magazines uh, just started. Can we participate? We want to help out too. And then, nice. you know, like Chef Robert Irvine and Rob Wolf and Dallas and Melissa Hartwig and you oh, know, awesome. all these really big names just came out of nowhere. And it like, it's, it kind of blew up into something that we couldn't even control. That's so, amazing. Um, we're really excited about it, but we have a lot of work left to, to get that
2: out. Awesome, man. That's I'm so awesome. excited about that. And, you know, one more chance because I know you got so much going on and you, you got all these things, but um, <laughs> go ahead and um, tell them your website. I, I heard you say another website name, but I don't I don't like oh, that I one as here. much as, as the one that you the original Next. one. So you got to kick it, kick it What's up with kick it in the nuts?
0: Kickitnaturally.com kick it is my main site that was uh, from my podcast. So I have a podcast, kickitnaturally.com. It's been going for five, six years, something like that.
2: So that's uh, not a, that's that didn't replace kickitinthenuts.com?
0: It it sort of did just because <laughs> I have I have a, a a health coach course that um I made with a, a big school that teaches a lot of doctors. And <laughs> kind of You're like I gotta be so a grown up. We started writing. <laughs> books <laughs> every, every book I wrote like kick menstrual cramps in the nuts uh, yes, I, in love I had to write another version oh my goodness for them to hand out to their patients that's hysterical oh, I said this is too much work let's just make everything kick it naturally so by the time we got to the constipation book it was just constipation kick it naturally And so that's kind of what we're doing now nice um, but uh, yeah so the kick it in the nuts was my initial website and <laughs> that's our Facebook page that has like hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff I think if uh, I still go
2: to kick it in the nuts it takes me to kick it naturally right no
0: there's the kick it the nut site is still there but if you go to if you try oh, to sign up okay. for courses and this, I, right. click on the podcast then it takes you over to kick it naturally so oh, okay. kickitnaturally.com is the main site to go to but now we have a new podcast called chat the fat yeah we just interviewed interviewed this brilliant guy who oh never i heard slides. of him and uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to be on our our show. It'll be released pretty soon, so check out Danny's interview on the Chat the Fat podcast. And, Amazing, and be a lot of fun. But just to get the book for free, uh, so you can dig deeper into a lot of these things, just go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash book, and you'll be able to download it. If you're if you're a snob like uh, Sarah is, my my fiance <laughs> soft, She won't read a digital book. It's got to have pages. Then it's on Amazon all that stuff. But at least okay, cool. We'll it add it to easier. our store.
1: I like the I like having the books too, but I like to listen also on, audi- on yeah. audio on. Uh, audible, too. yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. then I can multitask again. You know, I don't right. have time for all this stuff. Right. And then I did, I did hear you mention. We'll put all of this stuff in the show notes. But I did. Did you say you had? Uh, it was it naturalreference.com? dot com. Is that where so that's just, for like supplements? That's a
0: supplement website that I partnered with a supplement okay. store just so that. Um, there's a lot of supplements, but that, that
2: should be on on your website, so we get no, your. It's not on that website. Oh, okay. You have
0: to just go to naturalreference.com to see it. But there's a lot of we- uh, supplements out there that are very effective, but they the, the manufacturers won't sell them to consumers because consumers don't know how to use them and they're going to hurt themselves. Yeah. So they will only sell them through qualified practitioners. So we wanted to have a site that would allow our practitioners to be able to use like a secret code that they can give to their clients so the clients can just go there and order these advanced supplements that are only available to the practitioners. But then we made some other ones available to consumers uh, that we teach how to use in the books and the manufacturer let us do it only on this site. So that's uh-huh. kind of what that site is about.
2: Amazing, man. Thanks again, Tony. Thank you so much for everything, man. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you for hanging out, uh, uh, having me hang out with you guys. I had such yes. a great time with you guys on the cruise and uh, that. That was the main reason i moved to florida was just to be close <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we know it
0: i'm but
2: gonna pretend it's true and uh it, yeah
1: well we hope that this is you know the last time you move for a while and you guys get settled and you get rid of all that junk because that's freeing as and well. if
2: you want to do an event man like we can oh, sometime yes. in the next year let's let's get together somewhere in between and, and i know look the people will come to see us
0: yeah orlando's right between let's oh do dude yes. i would love
2: that yeah that's three hours from three hours from you right about
0: yeah,
2: two and a half two and a half yeah Okay.
0: I'm
1: driving. Right.
2: Awesome, man.
1: Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on.
0: Okay. Thanks, guys.